Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's episode is on the Kitsune race. This is part of our race overview series where we go over all the possible player races. And right now we're on the uncommon races. Christian the Kitsune, these are guys that are well-known already in folklore. So I think that, uh, you know, Pathfinders better do it right. Meanwhile, the Gripply, I don't think... Ooh, I say I I don't think, but they've got a word Gripply instead of Frog Folks. Maybe they do. Don't have a ton of backstory. Or Gilman, it's like only inspired like a movie I saw once. Katsune is something that they have to live up to and try to reflect in their game. Caleb, there's a, you know as well as I do, there's a large list of things in the world that I don't enjoy. One of them is anime and my RPGs. This, the Kitsune, just existing, is thinning the barrier between them, and I already don't like it. Does it make you feel better that it existed outside of anime long before Not anime? at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about strong cultural tradition <laughs> or historic facts. I care about then, my feelings then, then, then on the subject. A, a, American approved. You've passed the test. You can. You know what? That's actually the entire test. If you want to become an American citizen, it's just something like that. Do you hate other cultures and don't care about them? Yeah. No, I mean like really, really don't care about them. Yeah. Stamp approved. Welcome to America. Have here's a cheese. Here's your cheeseburger and large coke. So the Kitsune. These are fox people. Wait, that's not all. There's something more than just being a frog person or a cat person. Christian, hold my beer. Kitsune. These guys are shapeshifters. That's right, shapeshifters built right into your PCs. They've decided to put Kitsune in a place where they have two pages to talk about a shapeshifting PC race. Let's see how this goes. Uh, They're shapeshifters. They're Vulpine shapeshifters. And I just got to say, it's it's great that you can use the word Vulpine because somebody said we need to have a word that means kind of having to do with foxes. Why don't we have that for other other animals, huh? Why isn't there a having to do with squirrels word, Christian? Give Google two seconds to make you feel dumb. <laughs> like we have one for cats, feline. I don't know how to pronounce this. Wait, I just found a forum post on the internet. Oh, man, there's a bunch of them. Cats get feline. Dogs, canine. Bears are ursine. Interesting. Cow, have you, bovine. Have you never of course, heard, bovine. Have you never heard of any of these words are, before, Caleb? Of course, horses, equine, foxes, vulpine. Oh, wolves, lupine. All right, fine. I get it. There's been a bunch. Yeah, I know. I didn't think of them till now. Whatever. They're, they're vulpine, all right? Get over it. Um, and these guys can shapeshift between an attractive, slender human with salient eyes. You have to mention that because it's in the description. Or their true form, which is a fox. What's to say what is their true form? And they like to build into their backstory that they kind of love trickery and deception and all that stuff. Yet they're loyal. I don't know why they had to do that, but they did. You have to make them loyal, but they're, they're all into tricking people. No. Listen, they're loyal. Otherwise, the PCs are going to start killing each other. We don't need PC on PC deception. Okay, all right. Adults at 15 years old. They're middle-aged at 32. Old at 50. And venerable at 65. And can live up to... Oh, why you got to make me do math? 3D, 12, 36, 90... Live up to 101 years old. Gotta make sure it's 101. I, I like that you, you said the math out loud so we could all follow along. Oh, you, you, I completely edited that out, Christian. <laughs> now now I have to leave it in. Because the listeners need to know what you're talking about. <sighs> I'm surprised you leave me in the episodes at all. <laughs> they weigh between 5 foot and 6 foot 2 inches and weigh between 110 and 180 pounds. Pretty similar to the human. 
Yeah, humans weigh about five feet two inches as well. They weigh about five feet two inches? That's what you said. Oh, you were making fun of what I said? Yeah. Oh, and here I was making fun of what you said, making you the idiot. Oh, no, I'm the idiot. That's two episodes in a row. I'm the fool. Oh, yeah. Only two. It's more like every episode in a row. There's no hiding it, Christian. No amount of editing can hide my my foolishness. (laughs) So, so far, this isn't pulling me in at all. Honestly, really talk about uh, anthropomorphic races and their heights and weights hasn't done it for you, huh? No, not, I mean, not that part. I was talking more about the description, but okay. Make, try and make me feel bad. Would it make you uh, happier to know that they're quick-witted and nimble? Well, what's that mean? Uh, it means that they're quick-witted and, and nimble. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's just in the description. Uh, but we do get to their actual racial traits, which is why people listen to this episode, not for my great gag. Oh, the mechanics. Uh, Tell ad- me what I care about, Caleb. Ooh, this is a great word that they definitely made up. Agile and companionable, but tend to be physically weak. Get a plus two dex, plus two charisma, minus two strength. Kitsune are medium creatures and thus have no bonuses or penalties to their size. Am I supposed to make fun of you now every time you mess up? A medium creatures? Oh, no. Are you happy now? Oh, great. Great. It's how like we mess up our words and we should just get over it because we're both we're both big internet dummies. They're humanoids with a Kitsune and shape changer subtypes. Well, we don't have to really go over the shape changer subtype because it'll 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 explain exactly how in a second. They have a base speed of thirty feet. They begin play speaking common and Sylvan, and if they have a high intelligence score, they can choose between Aklo, Celestial, Elven, Gnome, and Tengu. Question, Christian: Why Sylvan? Sylvan is the language of the Fey. Um, I'm gonna assume that somewhere in the lore, the Kitsune comes from some sort of Fey realm. Also, they can pick any human language. Kitsune are agile, as we learned in their descriptions, and they get a plus two racial bonus on acrobatics checks. And they get changed shape. A Kitsune can assume the appearance of a specific single human form of the same sex. The Kitsune always takes this specific form when she utilizes this ability. A Kitsune in human form cannot use her bite attack, but gains plus ten bonus on disguise checks made to appear human. Changing shape is a standard action. This ability otherwise functions as alter self, except that the Kitsune does not adjust her ability scores and can remain in this form indefinitely. So really, it acts nothing like alter self. I like how uh, you only get a bonus on disguise checks. It isn't like you, no one can figure out that you're a Kitsune. I like. I would like to see how you, you know, my GM would RP that. Like if I roll high enough and I figure out it's a Kitsune, it's like, oh, you can kind of see the weird shape of their eyes, or they've got like a, just a oh, their tailbone. Oh, look, this is this. It's I don't know. Whatever. It'd be interesting to figure out how are you going to tell me that I figured out it's a Kitsune. Yes, I often examine passerby's tailbones, Caleb. I know, right? <laughs> This looks like it could actually support a real tail. Kitsune have Kitsune magic. They add plus one to the DC of any saving throw for any enchantment spell they cast. Uh, Kitsune with a charisma score of 11 or higher gain the following spell-like ability. Three times a day, they can cast Dancing Lights, which is a level zero spell. Okay. So that, that's pushing them toward the like trickery yeah. vibe they were going for. You enchant people, you beguile them, you make them do as you want, make them do dumb things, troll them, prank them. Make them do episodes on the Kitsune, like I made Christian do. <laughs> I got pranked. <laughs> they get natural weapons, and their natural form, they get a bite attack that deals 1d4 points of damage. Not the most useful, because they have a minus 2 to strength. Typically, these are nice to have, because, you know, it's just a free attack. I'm glad I just have it for RP reasons. Right. I'm a fox, I should be able to bite things. Lastly, Kitsune have low light vision. They can see twice as far as humans in conditions of dim light, which I always forget exactly how far that is. You, you know how to do it. A couple of alternate racial traits. They got duplic- duplicitous. Duplicitous? How do you say that, Christian? Are you really asking Duplicity. me? Duplicity. Duplicity, duplicitous. Duplicitous. Duplicitous? 
Many Kitsune prefer to avoid the attention they often attract from not being able to pronounce words. I mean from human neighbors and attempt to convince all around them that they are human. You get a plus two racial bonus on your bluff and disguise checks. This replaces Kitsune magic. I'm actually not super impressed with Kitsune magic, especially if I'm not a caster. Uh, so I would consider ch- uh, picking this, but really more for the bluff. Right. Uh, I mean, sometimes you got to disguise as other things. Like when you're in your human form, then you're going to take on another disguise. So that could always help. Right. They have Fast Shifter. This replaces both... This replaces Kitsune Magic. You were born with an innate talent for switching between your natural forms. Using your racial change shape ability is a move action instead of a standard action. The least exciting alternate <laughs> racial trait I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't think there's... When are you going to be like, wow, I need to shapeshift right now as a move action? Right, right. My gut reaction, I thought, oh, this is cool. I like the idea of being able to do it quicker, but there's really no reason I can think of uh, that would that would make me want to do this quicker while I'm counting my actions. Uh, I'm sure there's a reason out there, but it's really hard for me to think of it. Although, as you said, this is replacing Kitsune Magic, so if you're not a spellcaster, then kind of no reason not to make it a little bit faster or convenient. Should you- I don't know. I think if I still had a Christmas score of 11 or higher, I'd want Dancing Lights over this. True. Free Light is fun and useful. Gregarious. Even among your own kind, your gift for making friends stands out. So we know I could never pick this one. You successfully use diplomacy to win over an individual. I'm sorry. When you, whenever you successfully use diplomacy to win over an individual, that creature takes a minus two penalty to resist any of your charisma-based skill checks for the next 24 hours. This replaces agile uh, for those of you who actually use the diplomacy rules. That's. I want to say that's a weird way to write that. A minus two penalty to resist any of your charisma-based skill checks. Do you technically resist a bluff check? Do you resist a diplomacy check? I don't know. I think we can understand rules as intended what it's trying to do. But Caleb, <laughs> the wor- rules is written. The rules yeah, is written. Sure. I need to know. <laughs> I-, I keep a strict word: the law of Paizo. They get favorite class options for the bard, druid, oracle, rogue, and sorcerer. Obviously, for the sorcerer, they're going to theme it. You get a quarter to the DC of your enchantment spells. The rest are pretty standard. They get a rogue archetype, the Kitsune Trickster, and a few rogue talents just for them. The False Friend, <laughs> this is pretty fun, uh, makes it easier to convince someone uh, who you never met or doesn't know you well that you guys have known each other for a long time. <laughs> I love that because I pictured that before. Like, John? Huh? John from Filler High! It's, it's, it's me, it's Caleb! Uh, I don't... Oh, yeah, Caleb, sure. Oh, come on, John. Of course you remember there at time with that. Oh, remember in the hallway? Ah, that's per- I see that in movies. I like that. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to waste town over it, but still cool. Obfuscate story. Why anyone decide to put a B, F, and U next to each other? I don't know. Obfuscate? That's what I said. Is this the only word that I can pronounce that you can't? The one in history? Oh, kind of, kind of a weird one. You can, while somebody's telling a story, interject little details that muddle the storyteller's ability to actually recall how it really happened. I guess if you're like uh, you're being put up on charges and you're on trial and they're like, did you see this man? You're like, I'm a red horse and all that stuff. I guess. I don't know. Again, very specific. Interesting. Uh, I love the idea of it, but it's a talent. I would never pick it for a talent. And steal the story. You need obfuscate story to pick it. And you can even further make their story more messed up and make them even less reliable. Discredit them. Or insult or humiliate them. Wow, I'm not burning two talents on this. I'm sorry, but I like the idea of it. It is very interesting and flavorful. Uh, I'm sorry. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I don't say flavorful anymore, Christian. Very thematic. I, I've seen these before, and I actually had no idea that they were Kitsune racial options for the rogue. 
Uh, the Kitsune archetype for the rogue isn't super interesting, but it replaces both trap finding and trap sense, and that's all it replaces. And anyone that knows rogues knows that any archetype that replaces trap finding and trap sense, you probably want to take because they're both terrible abilities. And they they change it up uh, with more abilities that make you, you know, trickier, more beguiling, so on and so forth. We didn't mention this when we covered the Gripplies, so we gotta mention it now. Uh, same with the Gripplies, these talents aren't just for Kitsune, it's just that they're most they're more common in Kitsune than they are other rogues. Ah, okay. We usually do feats now, but I want to save feats for the end, uh, for a reason I'll tell you about later. So let's just talk about um, their magic item real quick. They get the Kitsune Star Gem. Christian, what's this all about? A Kitsune Star Gem is kind of like a Pearl of Power. Pearls of Powers are items that replenish your spells of the appropriate level, so you have a level 1 Pearl of Power, you get to replenish a level 1 spell once per day. The Kitsune Star Gems come in three levels, and instead of replenishing your spells, they replenish your spell-like abilities, your Kitsune spell-like abilities. And they also constantly shed light like a candle. 750 gold for level 1, 3,000 for 2, 6,750 for 3. Christian, I want you to take this. I want you to, I want you to take this gem. I want you to put it in your back pocket for, for a second. Can you do that for me? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. I want you to hold on to this, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the feet. It's kind of uncomfortable to sit on, but okay. <laughs> well, it wouldn't hurt you to stand. All right, so Kitsune feats. Uh, let's talk about realistic likeness. Realistic likeness. When you're in human form, you can take the shape of a specific individual. No special prerequisites for this feat. You can precisely mimic the physical features of any individual you have encountered. When you use your racial change shape ability, you can attempt to take the form of an individual, granting you a plus 10 circumstance bonus on disguise checks made to fool others with your impersonation. An at-will plus 10 to my disguise checks? Uh, yeah, that's that's worth a feat. Oh, I think it's really cool. First off, it's, it opens you up completely from where you start off. We start with, I always look like the same person. Always. Now I can look like whatever I want, as long as it's somebody I've met before. And I would, I would kind of, I'm not that I would want to argue with the GM over this sort of stupid thing, but I would make an argument that this means I can look like anyone I can think of instead of having to actually see people. Uh, this is, I, I could see some really great things happening when the king walks into the throne room. It's like, I thought you were out on hunting. I'm back early and now you're the king, right? I, I really like that idea. Uh, for a feat, that's amazing. And like you said, the plus 10 is just a really good mechanical bonus. Now, Christian, we're getting to the star of this whole thing. Can I be honest with you, Christian? No. I really wasn't super excited about the alternate feats, the alternate traits. Christian, I really wasn't all excited about the standard traits. However, Christian, there is this. The magical tail. You grow an extra tail that represents your growing magical powers. You gain a new spell-like ability, each usable twice per day from the following list. In order, which is important. Disguise self, charm person, misdirection, invisibility, suggestion, displacement, confusion, dominate person. For example, the first time you select this feat, you gain disguise self two times a day. The second time you gain charm person two times a day. Cash level is equal to your hit dice. The DCs for these abilities are charisma based. You can select this feat up to eight times. Each time you take it, you gain additional ability as described above and additional tail. Christian Kitsune, if you've played Majora's Mask or any sort of game that involves, like you were talking about anime at all, Kitsune are not known just for being foxes, and they're really actually not that greatly known for being shapeshifters. They're best known for having nine tails. The nine-tailed fox. Surely you've heard of that before, Christian, right? Of course, yes. I know the reference well. I <laughs> I think this is a really neat feat. You're right. Because um, I always say, like, I love feats that martial characters can take to emulate the powers of magic. And this is, like, the perfect example of something, as a fighter, I can take to get powerful spell-like abilities and still be a fighter. 
And to me, this just hits their theme so well. This one feat has done more for this race than almost everything else combined. Obviously, the shapeshifter is something that I think has done really well for this race. But honestly, this one feat has done more for me than what a lot of other stuff has done for the other races in their pages. Even pages that got even races that got a six-page spread. This is like one of the best design feats, in my humble opinion, though it's so simply designed. This really makes the Kitsune for me. This makes me want to play a Kitsune. Yeah, it's furry, and we all know about Kale, blah, blah, blah. It's nothing new. And it can shapeshift. That's cool. This is re really hits it for me. And it's it's not something that you can just get out of the gate. It's freaking nine feet or eight feet. That's tough. That's you're really paying. Even the fighter is paying. Even the human fighter, right? Even if you the human and maybe you're taking his weird ability because humans can be played that way to get the feats, uh, get other races' feats. I don't know. <laughs> I love this idea of a human with foxtails. The point is... I think that this is a really cool feat and still uh, balanced because it does take a lot of your feats, your feet resource up. Yeah, you can't get the last one, Dominate Person, the like capstone of that, until level 16, the earliest, I think. May maybe some, maybe a rogue can get it level 14. There may be ways to get it earlier than 16, but yeah, definitely it's tough, but I think it's cool. And I think it really does a good job of... Like, I am I am growing the power of my race. The Gripply is not like, oh, I'm jumping higher when I reach level 10, that sort of thing, right? It, it, the Gilman isn't swimming further now, or he's more Gilman-like. It's hard to make something more like itself. I'm not more Catfolk-like. I'm not more Ifrit-like. Those are the hard things to do. Those are the, the job of the feats, I think. This makes me quintessentially more Kitsune-like. So this feat, I love it. And guess what, Christian? I want you to take something out of your po your pocket, the Kitsune Star Gem. Oh, what is this? It's glowing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, whoa. <laughs> it's rising out of my hand on its own. Huh? It's saying kill all your friends. Wait, Christian, it's the wrong gem. Christian, uh, that works super well with this, and it actually makes that thing uh, worth buying. Otherwise, it would have been uh, garbage pants. Yeah, I was like, what level three spell-like abilities do they get? Well, in this case, they get uh, displacement, and I think suggestion would be the level three ones. I think both Confusion and Dominate Person are level 4 spell-like abilities. Point is, I really do like this a lot. Yeah, I think that I think that's really interesting. It's one of their Oni feats, and I don't like the idea that this happens to a lot of Kitsune. It, like, is this something that like every Kitsune does? Gets multiple tails? Or I thought that was like supposed to be a relatively rare thing. Well, I mean, the definition, uh, when we're talking about Kitsune outside of Pathfinder, is they have to have nine tails. Okay. And so, but Kitsune in Pathfinder, they're, they're mixing up a little bit, which is good, because I don't want them to exactly emulate the source material. You see some Kitsune walk around with only three tails or four tails, but I like the idea that, you know, you got to be level 16. That's a really rare encounter, at least the way I make my worlds. I don't know how Galarian does it, but I don't just have, like, level 20 wizards walking around the place. Uh, that is kind of a rare thing to find, I think. And so I think, like, the, you know, the, the really powerful in the Kitsune community would have this. Um, if anything, I would say that is still, like, um, it is a high feat cost. That may be, like, the, the one thing that maybe, maybe it's too high, but I don't know how you'd make it any better, any smaller without, like, saying you get two per feat, and that seems like it's too quick. So I think they did the best they could. And it's like, you don't have to go all the way to the end. I'd be perfectly happy stopping at invisibility or stopping at displacement. I don't have to get confusion and dominate person. Mm -hmm. Oh, Christian, you're doing it for the tails. Really. <laughs> if one tail's cool, nine tails are the best. And if only cat folk could get this, because foxtails are just not doing it for me, Christian. It's cat tails are the cool ones. We know, Caleb. We know. <laughs> I, need, I feel like I need to explain it more to you. How do you feel about the Katsune, Christian? You were kind of wary at the start. 
What do you feel about it now? Is there too much anime, Christian? Is this really is this really animating it up for you? No, no, the way they're written, no, I don't think. It's not too anime. Um, the idea of a bunch of them having multiple tails is a little anime to me. That's a little uh, shonen to me, but um, I think they are varied enough. I, I like the idea that there's many different viable build paths for Kitsune. Like, I can think of so many different character concepts I would want to do based off of Kitsune, just, you know, just by the fact that they had this duplicitous nature of them being, you know, can appear as human and be a fox and be all beguily. They're, 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 they're very on the edge of being, you know, not too weak, not too powerful. They're very middling in their power, I feel, which is both a good and a bad thing. I'm someone that likes either something that is on either extreme. I like, I like trying mm. to make weak things viable, and I like utilizing strong things and making them more balanced. Something that's already relatively balanced to me isn't as interesting to me. Sure. We didn't, I actually, I would like to maybe one day find a way, I know we don't really have it planned, but to somehow mention some of the extra material, because I'm sure that, that book uh, we talked about for the cat folk, the, the Beasts of Galarian, I think it's called, or something like that, which has different uh, new race rules for the anthropomorphic races. I'd like to see what they have for the Katsune. If they're even in there, I don't remember if they're in there. Kitsune, I think, are from T and Shu in Galerion, or at least they have a, you know, much higher rate of appearance in the Eastern culture. So any of the books that deal with the Eastern culture of Galerion, deal with T and Shu will probably have the Kitsune in it. So I'd like to see how they, they do things with that, because this is obviously something that lends itself to more details. Uh, unlike the Gripply, where it's really only coming out of the brains of Paizo, I think. Uh, I don't know if there's any backstory or original source material for that. Katsune obviously have uh, ways to expand. I personally, I think as you can tell, love them only because of that feet. If they didn't have that feet, I could take them or leave them. The background information, really, again, I could I could take it or leave it in in my own world. I would definitely probably change that. They don't need to be tricksters for me. I'm sure that's sacrilege to a lot of people. That Katsune has to be a trickster. Uh, but I just, I'm not as tied to the sort of source material as I think others might be. Uh, so I kind of take that or leave it. That's why I'm not so interested in, in the different abilities they have that make, you know, uh, increase the DC for deceptive spells and all that. But that, that one feat really does it for me. I like the idea of that. I should mention that um, Kitsune are, have super power gain potential in that one alternate, or excuse me, that one favorite class bonus we saw. They can have a bonus to their enchantment spells from their racial abilities, and then they can also get a bonus to their enchantment spells every few levels as a sorcerer and they can utilize certain sorcerer bloodlines to i think become like one of the highest if not the highest saving throw uh race for enchantment based builds so if you're a power gamer and you like to break things an enchantment based katsune is one of the most powerful spellcasters really for the sorcerer it's only adding one quarter is that really all that powerful? oh yes very much so every number you oh. get is you know just that much more in a guaranteed success for something like dominate person Especially if we're getting to later levels, you know, at level sure. at level sixteen, that's an additional plus four that came out of nowhere. Okay, all right, yeah, plus the Kitsune magic that just gives him plus one. Okay, I believe you, Christian. Also, got to compliment the artist in here. He just did a great job with this book. There's very few pictures I dislike, though there are some. Definitely, the Kitsune looks pretty cool. So we've hit one of my favorite races of the uncommon. We're going to hit another one, which may actually be my favorite next one, and that's the Merfolk. Oh, Christian, we didn't. I didn't really ask this question. We usually answer did they do a good job in only two pages making the kitsune stand out from other races i'd say definitely stand out from other races definitely yes i don't know how like you said i don't know how much they hit the actual source material of kitsune um but as for standing out from the other races we've put forward already definitely and that is the kitsune thanks for listening class is dismissed
Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just playing some role-playing games. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can listen to Trailblazers on this very feed. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice, and join us. Alright Christian, you come across an obviously important character to the plot, what do you do? I immediately shoot him in the face. Ugh, Christian. Hey Jacob, you want to play some D&D tonight? I can't. Uh, I have to go make love to my wife tonight. Oh, well, um, uh, next time I'll, uh... You know, I don't even know if I love her anymore. I don't really know her. Like, what am I gonna do? Someone should tell Jacob that people change, and it takes effort to stay connected with someone. But in the meantime, the fellows at Tales from the Lich always stay connected through gaming and friendship. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com Hey, uh, happy Valentine's Day.